Welcome to the Mastering College Podcast, a guide to landing your dream job. I'm your host, Daniel Botero, and my goal is to help you take away that fear of graduating without a job and instead teach you how to land your dream job. Welcome back to this episode of Mastering College Podcast. Today I have a very, very special guest. I have Alan Gooch himself. He is the CEO of Orlando Sports Foundation and the Executive Director of the Auto Nation Cure Bowl. Alan, thank you very much for agreeing to be part of this podcast and you know, giving some information that we're going to talk about, getting about the sports industry and how do students get into the sports industry. But before then, uh, what do you tell us a little bit about yourself? Thank you, Daniel. Appreciate you having me. Um, you know, it's always great to, to come on and have an opportunity to speak to uh, students that want to, that aspire to be in your career. And I have the opportunity to do that uh, often. And I, I, I enjoy that every time I have that opportunity. I know when I was sitting there as a student uh, and getting that same advice back in the day, I was very appreciative. Um, it was always good to hear when a uh, an individual would speak about what they thought was what it would take to be successful. And then you would hear another successful indiv- individual say the same thing and then another and then another. And it may not be delivered the same way, but the fact that it was the same common thread was very important and you knew that that was probably the case. So I'm, I'm happy to be here to, to be a part of that. Um, I have, uh, I'm a UCF Knight, so I'm enjoying our national championship right along with the rest of you all. And uh, if you're in the sports business world, take a page from Danny White's playbook. And, uh, you know, people are still talking about UCF because of the bold statement that he made. Um, and in my opinion, as long as the, um, the college football playoff is done by a committee uh, and that they're not include, including all Division One schools, then it is an invitational. And so at some point, uh, uh, like March Madness and the NCAA basketball tournament or all other divisions of college football, uh, when conference champions are all playing for a, a championship, then it is a true championship. So there is a the little debate, you know, and, and Danny White has kind of opened up that door. And, and there was debate back in the past, so I, I think that that's, uh, that's all good. But it's a, it's a good playbook for any student out there listening and wanting to be a part of sports business. Um, you, you try to find some things that keep you relative in the media, and Danny did that, and I applaud him for that. Uh, I know you have a question here of, of when I decided to get into mm-hmm. the sports business industry. And um, that's a, a good, I, I could tell a long story on that, but I was actually going to be a forest ranger as I, I really love the outdoors. And I still go to national forests and, and, and parks and hikes. That's, that's what our family likes to do on vacations. But I got a good piece of advice from a youth pastor, a youth minister at my church. Um, I you know, at a young age, I was helping coach some of the youth basketball teams and the youth sports at our church, and I was refing games and all that kind of thing, and I just love sports. And, 
he said that, you know, you should take a look at maybe being a teacher and a coach. And I, I wanted to, to be a forest ranger, so I started out that way when I was uh, starting college, but I quickly realized that, you know, my passion was really sports. I was playing college football, and I enjoyed that so much, and they enjoyed the whole process. It was a different level from high school to college, and um, and I realized you, you could, you know, spend yeah. your life uh, in college sports and college athletics. So I switched my major, and I um, in the off season I started working at boys clubs instead of uh, working outdoors, and um, got involved in the boys club programs, and got my certification to teach and coach. And the rest is history. I had 22 years at UCF. So you, how long have you been in the sports industry? Is it 22 years that you've been involved within the sports industry, or has it been longer? Actually, Daniel, it's been since I was. I would say I started getting paid to be involved in sports, refereeing youth sports back when I was 14 years old. So, wow. <laughs> so I, you know, I started in the sports yeah. business as a referee. That was really my first paying job was a referee. And then in college, uh, you know, when I would come home for the summer, I started working at a boys club. And so at 19, I was pulling a full-time check. Uh, working in sports business because that's basically what boys clubs, right. girls clubs, it was boys clubs, girls clubs were separate back then. And so I was a, um, a gym director. Uh, actually, I was a gym assistant. And in about two months, uh, that guy left and I became the director of the, of the gym for the uh, Pinellas County Boys Club gym there in Pinellas County, okay. Florida. Yeah. And, and so um, you've, been, you've been in the sports, but in the sports industries for a long time, you 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 know you've definitely not uh, you've progressed through it. So can you tell me a little bit about your career in sports, some of the positions that you've held, and I know that at some point you're even you're even a coach for the UCF football team. Yep. So uh, all of, you know, it, like I said, it started out in church, refing church basketball games, and then that moved into the boys clubs, and uh, and then an opportunity with AAU. And uh, when I came to UCF uh, to, you know, in being involved in, in college athletics, I actually had a, a part-time job working in the SID office, you know, on a work-study program. Because back when we were, when I was there, it was Division Two, and we had partial scholarships, so you still had to make up the money somewhere. Um, but I got involved as a coach at the graduate assistant level in 1983 when Lou Saban no relation to Nick Saban, came from uh, the – he was the president of the New York Yankees at the time, but he had previously coached O.J. Simpson when he was with the uh, NFL Buffalo Bills. So Lou Saban came. I uh, finished my playing career, so he was the first one to hire me at UCF as a graduate assistant, uh, and I just finished up my my degree at UCF and and started working with him then. So you started – being involved with the UCF football team, um, but you've done a lot more. I read in your profile that you're also involved with the Orlando Predators for for a while. Yep. So after after 22 years of going from graduate assistant coach to uh, interim head coach, you know, at the end, um, uh, I left UCF. Uh, was still involved at, not as a coach, but I was executive director of the Golden Knights Club, raising money for that for UCF and. And actually got my first hand, first uh, hand job 
working with the board at that time. You know, I spoke to boards, been a part of boards, but actually I was the executive director of that board uh, back in 2003. And uh, so that, that gave me some experience of what I'm actually doing now with the Orlando Sports Foundation Board. Um, leaving UCF a few years later, and I was the uh, president and general manager of the Orlando Predators uh, under Ron House. He was the owner. Ron House was a UCF alum that had been involved, uh, you know, with the UCF athletics. That was a lot of fun. I had Jay Gruden was my head coach at the time, and as we all know Jay's doing a really good job with uh, Washington, Washington Redskins now. But Jay was uh, a lot of fun to work with, and I was able to hire some of my former players as coaches at, with the Predators, so that was great. Sean Beckton being one of them, and, and Sean, who coached at UCF for a long time, uh, is now at Nebraska with Scott Frost. So had a lot of opportunities to work with people there in football, and it was, it was great. It was a little different, you know, being outside the lines and rather than inside the lines, and I still miss my – my time inside the lines, but it's 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 fun being outside the lines as well. You do realize that those positions are needed so that the student athletes can participate inside the lines. Because if people aren't there, get out there getting resources for those student athletes, then it just doesn't happen. Uh, you got to sell tickets, you got to sell sponsorships, and uh, without those things, you don't have nice stadiums and nice facilities and so on and so forth. Very, very interesting. And so how does all that experience prepare you for the role that you have now? And what is your primary role that you currently do now? That's a, that's a great question, Daniel. So um, I, I think that I wouldn't have the confidence that I have out there being a bowl director if I hadn't already played in coach college football. So what I would say to any young person out here, I know that was one of your questions, you know, um, you know, how did you get started and what would you tell students to do? Well, if you are very passionate about a sport that you're in, you can volunteer your time. You know, you can, you know, you can volunteer your time to be a part of that sport and uh, it will give you great confidence. And, you, and you're passionate about it. You're not looking at your watch wondering when, when the day is going to be done because you just love it. And you, you, don't, you don't really care what you're getting paid. You just love it. You know, I, I, I would... I would do. I would have coached college football for nothing. You know, it was, but they paid, and that was nice. But you got to find something you're passionate about, and getting involved with that sport early on, and learning everything that you can about it uh, while you're young. You, you've got some great opportunity there to do that, not just pigeonholing yourself in one thing. So let me ask you a question. Uh, and we talked. You talked a little bit of giving some students advice about making sure they, if, they, if they're passionate in sports, to pursue it and just to get involved. Um, what are some of the typical jobs that students that want to get into the sports industry can find right after college? You know, I'll, I'll give you a great example of, uh, well, those, those jobs in youth sports, for example, those are great. But I'll give you a great example of a student I had in a class. I, uh, I, didn't, I haven't taught at UCF in about a year and a half, but I was an adjunct professor, professor teaching coaching methods. And I had a, a young man that was in my class, and he loved college basketball, and he wanted to be a college basketball coach. And he asked me, you know, well, what can I do? And I said, you can go volunteer and be a manager. You could be a towel boy, whatever. Just go get involved because they do need people to help them get involved. And if you do a good job at that, You'll be rewarded with other opportunities. And that young man did that. 
and he went out and volunteered, and he was basically the towel boy just helping clean up stuff at practice. And next thing you know, the next spring, they've got him videotaping practice, and he does a good job with that, and he was breaking up their film. And while he's breaking up the film, you know, he's, he's, he loves college basketball, and they started asking, the coach was asking him what he thought about this or that in practice, and he's given his advice, and they like his advice. Next thing you know, he's a graduate assistant coach. Next thing you know, he's a full-time coach for the women's basketball team at UCF. And then he, he has since left, and he's coaching an, at another school, but he's a, he's a Division I full-time basketball coach that was a student athlete studying in my class asking what could he do to get involved. Very, very interesting because I, I, I love sports, but I never really envisioned myself as going into the career of sports. But every person that I talk to that is very passionate about sports, even uh, Tony, the one who helps me put up this podcast, people just assume that the only way to get into sports is through ticket sales. Incorrect. There's a lot of different things in, in, in sports, but I will tell you that what you just said is very important. As I know that that was one of the questions, you know, what is your primary role as the executive director and the CEO, and those are all fancy titles, but you heard me actually talk about that in the sports panel. I'm really just the head of ticket sales, and that's our job. Uh, Nate Blythe, who's, who's here with us uh, in the room, he's our communications coordinator and media relations director, but he's got to help us sell tickets. And all of everything he does in our, our communications has got to push people to our website, to our box office to buy tickets. And the more people that are, are at our website and in our box office increases our opportunity to spell, sell sponsorships. So tickets do come first, and you do need to sell those. And so everybody's job has got to be that in some regard, even the head coach. And, uh, and when you're coaching, you do have incentive, incentives in your contract that if the season tickets are increased and you're out there helping sell those, that you can, you'll, you'll get a bonus for that. And obviously, if you're winning, ticket sales are going to go up. And, and, but that, that's what it's all about. There's no good doubt about it. But there are different avenues to help sell that ticket, even the athletic trainers. So the, the athletic trainers that are pretty much uh, uh, you know, doctors on wheels is what I call those guys and, and ladies that are all out there involved. And you've got your equipment managers. You've got your graduate assistant coaches. You've got your full-time coaches got your football operations guys or basketball operations or baseball there's a lot of different ways to be involved in athletics from that standpoint and from an operational standpoint and then there are uh strength trainers you know not just your trainers that are there for injuries but your trainers that are there to build um, conditioning and, and strength within your program, regardless of what it is. And then you've got your marketing people that are involved, not just in sales, but they're involved in their marketing and communications. Um, so there is just so much uh, with sports and, and, and the sports business world to be in, involved with. And, and it's like any business, you know, it, any business you take, there's there's a lot of different moving parts, and there's a lot of different people in, in the medical field, for example. Not everybody's a doctor, but there's a lot of different support around that. And there is a marketing group that markets for every hospital, for example. So it doesn't matter what you are. you got to have some marketing. you got to have some people that are out there selling. Like that. And so what, you know, what are some challenges the students can expect in the beginning part of their career in the sports industry? Well, they're probably going to... They're, they're, they're going to be uh, failures. 
everybody has adversity and everybody has failures. Unfortunately, um, there are many individuals that want to be involved in sports that have never actually been coached or told very directly, this is what you need to do to make a correction. And so sometimes they get offended by that. And I would say to anybody that's going to be involved in, in athletics that a lot of the individuals that are in supervisory roles and positions, they've either been a coach or they've been a player, and they're used to dealing in a way and interacting in such a way that we need to make corrections. And so you need to have this coach me attitude rather than don't tell me how to do my job attitude. You know, we've all got to be very coachable, especially in athletics. And, and I think it's very important because athletics moves at a little bit different pace. You know, every Saturday we've got a game in college football. And so there is no, you know, unless you got a hurricane that cancels the game, you're going to play that game. And so we've all got to be making corrections, and we've got to be doing that pretty quick. And so you need to have some thick, thick skin out there. That's what I would tell the student student athletes or the students in the sports business world is have a thick skin you know don't get very don't get defensive about somebody making corrections that is supervising you take that and and and, and get some wisdom you know so you, you talked about you know student athletes and i think a lot of the people that go into the sports industry are student athletes that may have not might have not gone to a level that they or professional level so but they love the industry of the sport so much that they still continue to be involved but if you're not, you know, we're not a student athlete in college, how can you overcome that? Because usually most of the people that work in the sports industry were student athletes. Is there a way to overcome that? What are some advantages that, you know, is there a different way of looking at it that maybe because you weren't a student athlete, you bring a different point of view to the table? Possibly, but I will reach back to that story that everybody can be a towel boy or a towel girl, right? You can be there in a supporting role and just showing up on time, it's the number one, you know, Nate and I were actually talking about this the other day, you know, the number one reason that people lose their jobs is they just can't show up on time. And I, I talked about the snooze button, right, in that, in that deal. And it is the number one. If you will just show up on time and be very good at whatever it is you're doing, you will, it'll, people will recognize and reward that. And I've seen it so many times. I use an example of a young man that was just in my class but I've seen it so many times, and you don't have to be, uh, you know, you don't have Brad Stevens, for example, who's the head coach for the Boston Celtics. He never played in the NBA. It's just an example, right? Yeah. But there are many. He loves it. He studied the game. And uh, if you continue to put that work and effort in, it will be acknowledged and recognized, and then you will take the place of somebody who is either not showing up on time is burnt out or not giving the effort. And uh, if you're giving great effort, it will be recognized. So you, you've shared a lot. If you were to give three tips on how a student could build a successful career in the sports industry, what would those be? Uh, Daniel, I'll actually give you four. I do a, a essentials for success, and they're actually four in my opinion. And the first one is preparation. You just got to prepare yourself and when you do prepare yourself, you will become um, you will you, you will become confident. And the only way to become confident is to prepare yourself. So, pre preparation brings practice. And when you practice, you're going to increase that confidence. 
and then you're going to get to the level of performance. You've practiced, and now we're going to perform. And when you're performing because of your preparation and your practice, you're going to become that much more confident in your performance, which is great. However, and this is always the last one, this is one of there's four, the last part of being successful, in my opinion, is persistence. And that's got to be at the top. And the reason that persistence is there is that in your performance, you are always going to have some failures. Always. There isn't anybody that's won every time they've gone out and done anything. And so how you overcome that adversity and how you overcome those failures is through your persistence. Are you persistent? You know, I've heard it many times when I was younger uh, from different people saying it different ways, but persistence is the only true talent. You only become talented because you pursued it and you were persistent because there are going to be failures. Um, Look at you. We're all walking, right? Well, at one time, we didn't even know walking was an option, right? Right, correct. And now we're walking, and we don't even think about it, right? So we're so confident. But at one point, we were falling down quite a bit, but we we just persisted. You know, we we knew we wanted to walk, and we're, we persisted through that process, and here we are walking. So, what were, so you started with preparation. Um, practice. Practice. Performance. Performance. Persistence. persistence. That's it. Wow. That, when I think about that, I don't know if you've heard it, proper planning prevents poor performance, the five Ps. Exactly. But it's very, yeah, very, I'm very a, similar. I took it to four Ps. I know. Yeah, there are, I love there it. are five Ps, right. There are. So the only other, other question that I have for you is um, how can – the, the audience and myself help and support what you're trying to do with the AutoNation Cure Bowl. Thank you very much, Daniel. So everybody buying a ticket and showing up to our game is so important. we got to have people there. Uh, we have a $25 ticket. And, in fact, if you have a foundation, a 501c3, you can become a ticket partner. And your foundation can sell the ticket, and we'll split 50% with your foundation. You show up, and uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll help your foundation if you'll help sell our ticket. So that's really what I want everybody to do out there. Go to our website, um, www.curable.com. Buy a $25 ticket and come to the game. Auto Nation provides a free concert. Andy Grammer will be there. And uh, he was there last year. He's, he's got a direct connection. You know, his mom was a, a breast cancer survivor. And uh, so we, we're all out there just trying to raise money for cancer research. If you're a UCF student, it, it rings hard at home for you because Dr. Annette Khalid, who is at the UCF Medical Research Center, receives funds from the game. And so direct support to a UCF Cancer Research Center led by Dr. Annette Khalid through this bowl game. Alan, I think, you know, you definitely shared a lot of information, and this is all great information. I'm really excited. I, you can count on me for being part of attending the, the bowl game. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and I can't thank you enough for you taking time out of your busy schedule to sharing uh, with the student audience on how they can have a successful career in the sports industry. Thank you very great. much. Thank you for having me, Daniel. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart from taking the time out of your busy schedule to listen to this episode. I truly hope that you loved it as much as I enjoyed making and creating this content for you. My goal is to provide content that's going to help you master college and land your dream job. So if this helped you and if you know someone that should listen to this podcast, please, please share it with them. 
Nothing will make me happier than to see this podcast grow and make this community bigger so that we can help every student be able to graduate with their dream job. And I hope to see you guys in the next episode.